What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA Show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets, download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. February edition of Fairway Rolling, the golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House, my birdie buddies, my eagle enthusiasts, my par-saving pals. I am joined as always, by my incomparable accomplice, our PGA Tour correspondent, Nathan Hubbard. It's a two-ball today. Lots to get to, lots to get through. The season is rounding into shape, my birdie buddies. Let's throw a couple pegs in the ground and get February off to a freaking fantastic start. Hey, dog! Oh, there you Ho. are. Oh, holy Homa. Homa. Holy Homa. We might have a psycho killer on our hands house. 
Nate Dog. Everybody loves Max until he's in their rearview mirror. He's like, he's like, uh, I don't know. He's like all the psycho killers through the course of time. Handsome, dashing, charming men who you think you want to be associated with, and then they knife you and put you in their grandma's fridge. I don't want to make light of serial murder, but okay, isn't wasn't the Zodiac killer? Like in terms of of his his personage, wasn't he supposed to be somewhat swarthy and 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 hairy? Wasn't that part of the the vibe with the or am I am I mis- mixing up my serial killers? It's it's not hard to do, but let's just say that it, it, Max is Max is one of the usual suspects. <laughs> when it well, if we're talking about California murders. He he just loves killing everybody in California, right? Especially on Poe. Put him on Poe. This one, this one was a little different. I mean, uh, Riviera will always be the one closest to his heart until he wins LACC in mm. four months, mm. Mm. five months. Uh, mm. But this was a big one because you looked at that leaderboard on Saturday afternoon, which was the last round of the tournament, lest we forget. Awesome. We should have a conversation. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel, too. Awesome. What, what, we got to do more of this. Give me a break. But you look at that leaderboard, and it's Rom. It's Finau. It's Morikawa. It's Sungjae, full of energy, mind you. <laughs> Virile. <laughs> it's Sahith. It's Ricky Fowler, your boy. That's your it, boy. It, it's coming. It's rounding into shape. I'm just telling you. It's Keegan Bradley. I mean, you got a Jason Day, Murderers Row, behind you. Uh, if you're Sam Ryder, one of them is Max Homa. But man, I, I, look, we can go on with the superlatives. It's been done. Everybody loves Max, but th- the real conversation here is this guy's now one of the ten best golfers in the world. And for all of his contributions in the social media world and making sort of golf cool in that way and roasting people's swings, I think his biggest contribution to the game so far has been making the mental struggle and the everyday battle against mental fragility. He's making it cool because of the transparency and the way that he's talking about it. And the irony of that is for as fragile as he has convinced us he is mentally on Sunday morning he's Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer was in Milwaukee why can't we why can't he be the zodiac killer fine he can okay. be he can be all the things but i mean this is just a it is an uncanny number he has never finished second okay i mean he he has the most wins since 2019 when trailing through 54 holes, he has entered the final round of a PGA Tour event inside the top five nine different times, and he has won six of them. Yeah. These are stats that don't happen to most normal golfers. Yeah, and, and he has been even on this podcast uh, along the way, along the journey, and we we would never treat that journey as a, as a finished product. But when we talked to him, he wasn't anywhere near where he is now in terms of that mental component and that transparency that he shared with us and that he's continued to share with all the folks that have him on because he's such a great 
interview and the the uh, you know the candor is uh unmatched the ability to simply believe in himself his ability to execute and turn off every other thing that might be happening in his brain that is powerful that is potent that is the kind of stuff that leads to the record that you're describing and that's when we say you know we did our our season preview pod and we're saying well who's going to burn the season down who can come out and win six times in a season it's got to be somebody who has the ability to, to the that possesses that quality that Max clearly possesses now showed us once again we're now beyond a reasonable doubt John Rahm was rattled now John Rahm was in position to win his third know. straight PGA Tour start of the season and it was awesome and he was playing awesome and he caught a bad break and he caught a bad break on the fifth hole because of the way that the ball Ooh, behaved in, in a bunker. Well, he, he yanked it left out of the bunker onto a cart path that would then went down the hill yeah, towards yeah. the par three. He got a terrible lie, and it disrupted his path. House, we don't need a bunch of excuses for this guy. We, we, we talked about it last week. It is so hard to win three in a row. I think That's the all. easiest fade, I mean, the easiest fade last week was Rom because it's just really hard to do, and he still almost stuffed it up our ass. Oh sure, that's how that's how great it this wasn't guy's a fade. Right you now. just don't ever. I mean, if we're going to do betting terms, you never bet anybody under five to one. It's preposterous. Unless no, it's, but it's Tiger Woods. You know, just generally speaking, no one's won three golf terms in a row in a very long time. That that was going to be a pretty impressive outing. It was actually way more impressive than I was expecting. <laughs> But he, 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 of all the guys on that leaderboard, defaulter, Ron was actually the one you would not have expected. I, look, I thought he was going to win the golf tournament yep. on, coming into Saturday, for sure. Uh, you know, Sam Ryder did his best, but uh, you could tell. Oh, no, he didn't. Well, let's, be, no, let's, do, I mean, I think, let's do it for, for 15 no, seconds. No, because I don't want, look, I don't want to lose the home of Thread because I think there's still more to talk about with him, but that's we fine. We will. I mean, so Go look, down Sam, the, don't, Sam, he didn't do his best. Uh, I mean, he didn't do Nate, his best. but he showed up. Yeah. In Merlot colored joggers. Okay. Go do 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 some history. Do some research. Let's let's be Justin Ray for a second. Think through all of the golf that you watched all of your life, yes. including the the even the the advent of the jogger. Name me okay. the last time a fucking dude won a professional golf tournament with a field like this, wearing pants like that. That that he showed up. I mean, that's what people said about Tiger's outfits too house when he was wearing Tiger his outfits never <laughs> the war joggers uh, that dude showed up in a concession concession speech he walked in the, uh, the first tee and said i forfeit well, and if there was any question about it his mom came out on the 13th hole and gave an mom. unbelievably wonderful interview to mom. our p- beloved pal amanda balionis renner and just made sure balionis renner shout out to to, to bryn renner um Let's just, you know, let, yeah, well, oh. the mom jinx. I mean, the mom jinx. It's just I've never <laughs> it seen anything like it. Wasn't even really a jinx, mom. I love you. You were so sweet, and and I've walked with Sam's family before uh, in Phoenix, actually, and they're they're lovely, wonderful people. And you know, I, we have a lot to talk about on the telecast side of this. It's great that they are capturing those things, and it is actually very true. 
uh, I can speak from experience how unbelievably difficult it is to walk and follow with a family member who is out there playing golf because they're all by themselves. It's so lonely and you just want to help them. But (laughs) man, spiking the football on the 13th, 12th hole. Ah, mom. See, I don't blame her, and I don't oh, blame no, CBS. No, no. I don't but blame. But you knew what was coming. I mean, of you course, just we knew- we knew what was coming because the dude showed up in in purple pants for crazy in purple sweatpants. Come on, son, the you ain't winning the golf tournament. Of the world's best golfers was on his heels. They were all and up they his were ass. on his heels because we could see his heels. Yeah, yeah come in the on, pants. bro. Come and on, And then bro. when you do the mom interview, and she says. I'm so glad that he's going to win. I was just like, whoa, <laughs> no, mom. fine. Mom, I, I admire How it. many times did my mom, as my mom jinxed me with shit like that? I'm so many times. You. It's such a wonderful, loving instinct. Wonderful. A- and the golf gods were like, mom, you made it too easy on me. Uh, great, great mom. Great, great uh, handsome awesome mom. Sam Ryder, handsome. Great. He'll, he'll have his successes. Good. He kept it together enough to finish the top five. Yeah. And that's a tremendous uh, outcome. The telecast, like Frank Nablo, like going to just as they were ending the Golf Channel coverage, uh, the guys were like, well, hey, Sam Ryder, he's made a lot of six foot par putts here. He really seems to be settling in and finding his groove. And Frank was like, no, no, he is definitely I am telling you, he has not hit an iron close to the hole today. He's been, you know. 40 feet away on every putt. He's definitely not settled in. And that was the wisest comment of the early golf channel telecast as they pitched it over to CBS because he was not settled in. It was, he just didn't have his game. And if you don't have your game and you're at Torrey Pines on the South course, especially this year with the rough, the way that it was, and you've got all of those absolute hosses in the mirror and mom is giving the jinx interview. It's just a, it's just a, again, a murderer's row stacked up against you. I thought he fought valiantly, not easy to hold the lead, uh, but you know, he was very much helped by his performance on the North Course. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, great this job. Is three weeks in a row of multi-course tournaments where you can get a little out over your skis based on how somebody plays on the easier course. Uh, it, that will happen this week uh, for, for those who, who are looking across the three courses, Monterey Peninsula, Pebble, et cetera. Like you're going you're, you're gonna to probably have days where somebody looks like they're playing a little bit better than they were. For Sam, it was a great day on the North Course, and then he held on for dear life. Yeah, which was fine. He, he, uh, that, that's enough on, on Sam Ryder. I mean, you know, it's the proper shout out. Yes, but this is why the tour matters, because... It's fun to see a guy like Sam Ryder, who most casual folks have no idea who it is, going head to head with that list of great players and names. And, you, and it just introduces those interesting, intricate storylines, which is why Amanda's interview was sweet and great and fun to see what it, you know, it wouldn't be as interesting to, to interview Rom's mother because or, eh, or, you know, more. I mean, maybe at some point I'm just saying. Yeah. They're not completely freaking out having never seen their son in this position before. And, which yeah, those guys are doing. major winners. Yeah, yeah. So maybe at a major, it'd be fun to see the interview. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'd love to hear the interviews of family members of these guys. But uh, in the moment, the, the reason it was so fun to hear from Sam's mom is because Sam has not been in that position before, which means she has not been in that position before, and she's allowed to show the emotion that Sam isn't. So that was great. But look, yeah. speaking of emotion, you know, I... And I, I just every time I see Max win, I think back to the Corn Ferry Tour finals 
where he had just barely squeaked in and we were in the same group. I was caddying for Mark. Uh, we were in the same group as Max and we're on the par three coming down the stretch uh, on Saturday. And Max misses the green and he just ab- launches his clubs all over the tee box. And he's a complete mental mess. And he's dark and brooding and he's just angry the whole damn round. Uh, and maybe he was angry because I dropped Mark's eight iron three times on the course and we'd had to go back and get it. Nah. Whatever. After the round, Mark turned to me and said, he is one of the most talented golfers I've ever seen out here. And if he can just get it together. Sure enough, the next week, he plays well enough to, to, to keep his card. And one thing leads to another, and here he is. But remember, it, it, as recently as the Zozo in 2020, Joe caddied for Mark uh, at, at that tournament. Not because Max and Joe... We're having a problem, but they definitely needed a timeout. Mm-hmm. And that's not because, like, they, they just, it, Max is a grinder, man. He, he wants to be great. And I, I am sure that being around him in moments when that's not happening has been exhausting. But all of his team has stuck with him, including Joe. And the thing I love about listening to Max, you tell me, but hearing how much Joe influences him, hearing the story of how Joe helped him with that you know, hero putt at the Ryder Cup by tapping him saying, you know, we want Pendrith to make this putt because we want to drop it on top of him, right? At or the he, President's Cup. At the President's Cup, excuse me, yeah, the President's yeah. Cup. Hearing how, you know, coming up 18 uh, the day before, Joe had said, hey, if we've got this shot, are we laying up? What are we doing? And they decided they were going to lay up. And then on Sunday, they're there, or Saturday, excuse me, they're there with the lead. And he hands him his seven wood and they go for it. Like all of those things, the way that Joe plays a role in Max's success, it's just fascinating. And this is the guy who, through the telecast on 13, all these, he's giving us access and insight into what it actually means to be out there in ways that nobody else has. So it's so easy yeah. to root for a win like this. So do you, you know, we're, we're, we're both, um, narrative guys. We both live, live in a, a mystical, uh, you know, we, we, we believe in, believe in karma. We believe in the powers of the golf gods. Do you think that Max's interview during the Friday round, the in-course live, the first of its kind ever on the PGA tour where he tees off, he's connected with the air buds. He's walking down approaching the fairway and walking the entire audience through his thought process as he approaches, you know, the upcoming shot and the results of, of his, his tee ball. Do you think the golf gods looked down upon that fondly and said, yes, with this, this, this is a person that we can, uh, count on to, to properly carry forth the mantle. This is a responsible golfer. We, 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 we bestow upon this responsible golfer, um, Good tidings. Not that the golf gods gave him the win, but I'm saying good tidings. You, you subscribe to this, Nathan. No, because that would imply that the golf gods have a ridiculously low bar of what good is. Like, why are we celebrating? Like, I'm so glad Max did this because it's so stupid that this would be an intrusion on somebody's game. Like, <laughs> it's the bare fucking minimum. Oh, to ask man. these guys to like talk to us for a few minutes about the shot. Like even if they just give us the Greg Popovich two word answer the whole time, yeah. fine. But like you want a $20 million purse, 
Tell us about how you're thinking about this show. What's the big deal? Why why is this something we have to celebrate? Good job, Max. But if the golf gods, if the, if this is all we have to do to play good golf, then house, what the hell are we doing wrong? It is hilarious. Like, oh, wait a minute. These purses are going up. We're having elevated events. We're going to have the best golfers coming together. Is this an entertainment product? Is this is this a television show that we want people to watch? Well, how could we make this interesting to people? What might people like to see? I will say this. All snarkiness aside, whatever the advancements in technology in terms of the cameras that CBS is using and their capacity for for capturing depth and their capacity for capturing um, elevation. Enjoyable. I I literally saw Tori for the first time in a way I've never seen it before. I've never been there. I can't wait to go. It was a radically different experience of Tory than the, even the U.S. Open. Yes. And I thought that the U.S. Open broadcast was pretty goddamn good, but it didn't touch. The, this gave you a true sense of, of you know, as you approached the ball, as you approached the players, you appro- what they have in front of them in a way that I hadn't seen before. So... Yeah, the Give elevation on that course that is stuff. serious. And, and I, doing I don't think 13, I understood that before. Doing 13 really matters because there's that huge downhill and then uphill to basically a blind shot, which I I do think I, I wish that they would not use the back tees as much just to make it a three-shot hole because the third shot is, is so dumb. It's more interesting to see them go for that in two. Mm. Uh, but whatever, we now at least understand why that is if you haven't been there. And you can see a whole lot more about the elevation. I mean, even just even just the way they shot the course, even you know some of the some of the angles on the greens. Like you got a better sense exactly. for how Poa can just fuck with you. The, All where of the it. pins were the pins were like, oh my god, nobody can go anywhere near that. Yeah, these yeah. are all middle and, of the greens. You have and, to and hit I will in there. Even say. Max has shot. You know, he parred the 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 two two hundred plus yard par threes or birdied the. Two 200 plus yard par threes on the back on Saturday, which is really why he won. But it's so hard to describe this time of year, that 16th hole, that tee shot is directly into the sun. When you are on the tee, you cannot see the green without blocking out the sun with your hand. And so when you're swinging, it, there's a tent there that's reflecting the, the sunlight. And they even were able to capture that in a way that made his shot into the green, which was the closest of the day. And that just was him feeling confident, uh, in ways that he has not before. And again, that I, I mean, sign me up for his, his sports therapist, Julie, whoever you are, please right, call right. me because I think, <laughs> you know, I think, I mean, we got to get you with my son right now. We got to no. get house. We need her out on the course with us drinking yeah, my, some ranch waters. Yeah. Whatever it takes. I, I have 300-yard drives uh, as my goal for this, this yeah. upcoming but 2023. They captured, listen, they captured it, and, and so kudos. There is still a long way to go to make the entertainment product match what I think the players are hoping the value actually is, right? Well, we're, we are going to be put to the test this coming week with oh, the, the Pebble Beach, the, the Pro-Am at Pebble. We're going to find out. But look, oh, I wanted to oh, to Lord. make sure that we visited a bunch of of what transpired this past week because it was a very rich week. It was a it was a wonderful week in the sense that it gave us a kind of a suggestion with this upcoming season 
of the realm of the possible. I mean, there was a number of storylines that didn't have anything to do with what was happening out at Torrey Pines mm. in the world of golf that were just magical and really set up for, for such a, a tremendous uh, uh, collision of circumstances, especially as the majors arrive. I mean, I, I don't want to tell you how close we are to the Masters, but it, it is, you know, tell me. we're, we're, tell we're, me, we're, <laughs> we're in the 70 some plus day range. I mean, you it and is, I are in the, which flight are we going to take range? Yeah, exactly. We are, we are in the, let's look at flights range. That's exactly right. But just, just like quick hitters, right? With the, the week began last week. Uh, this was, this occurred either simultaneous with us taping the pod last week or, or just after. Roy McIlroy gives zero fucks about Patrick Reed. Doesn't have anything to do with him. Doesn't need to have anything to do with him. Patrick Reed still a little bit of sense of humor. I I get the the whole thing with you know the tea and whatever. He threw one of the live tees, which is just wonderful. And then Rory goes out, wins the goddamn golf tournament. It's a marathon uh, event. It's the first time in his entire career that he's won the first event of of his season. He beats Patrick Reed by one shot. It should have been more. Should have been more shots because Patrick Reed, as is his way, finds his way into a rules, another very exciting uh, visit with the the, the referees and and the rules of golf. How can we have these giant palm trees at this golf course that, that have 40 golf balls in them, Nate Dog? I mean, that's that's the, the takeaway. It was hilarious. They're showing these this cluster of trees that are obviously like, you know, bare, barely slice on a slice line, just collections of golf balls. Homeboy, I have 100% certainty the tree it went into and 100% certainty of my ball in that tree. Go ahead. He understands the rules. He knows what he has to say for the purposes of the relief that he wants to take. I ain't even mad at him. You know what I mean? It's not that dissimilar. To me, from this time, basically a year ago, at this at the tournament at Torrey Pines, where he had a, an embedded ball, according to his theory, rather than just play it the way that the rules sort of contemplate, tell your partners the ball's embedded. The, the person on the ground's already said that they saw it fly in without any bounces. Just play it embedded. Take, take your read. Nope, I'm going to call a referee over. But first, I'm going to pick it up, and I'm going to examine it. I'm probably going to clean this motherfucker a little bit as well. And then... Look, he just lives in his own orbit, his own world, his own rules universe. I don't I'm not alleging that he did anything wrong. Um, Larry Clayman, Patrick Reed's lawyer. Definitely not. I'm just reveling in the entertainment value of Patrick Reed. Thank God for him, Nate Dog. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> in that particular instance. There were rules officials who were there. This was a, uh, and, and they actually, listen, the, the DP World Tour put out a statement that the, the rules officials did it as they were supposed to. So I, I almost, if there was a problem. and Other you know, than you, watching which fucking tree it flew into, yes, it, it, they did everything you, right. If you're the Come golf on. channel and you watched the video that they broke down, like the Zapruder film. Awesome. Uh, you, you might, you might think that, it, you know, the, the outcome could have potentially been different. I, I do think that Patrick Reed apparently played that by the book. So if that's he a did. defense, 
of Patrick the, Reed. The only then, mistake is choosing the wrong tree. If he chose the right tree, then nobody would have said a goddamn thing about it. He just picked the wrong tree. The thing that I don't totally understand is that what normally happens at golf tournaments like this is some golf reporter then shimmies up the tree to go confirm that that, that was a ball. But I just don't think there were enough boots on the ground there or that maybe they uh, were not given access to the, you know. Uh, it's, what, it's, it's the DP World Tour. There were not enough boots on the ground there. That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. under normal circumstances, somebody would go up the tree and they would find no ball. They'd throw every ball out of the palm. And then they'd go up the other one. They'd go, okay, here actually is the ball. And then we'd have a real fun delight. But we'll never know. And the truth is, you know, it only adds to the sort of dark hat legend, to the NWO turn. Oh, the best. And so I ask back to you, does it make Live Golf any more compelling? Only in the sense that it is a place for those guys to go practice until they get to the majors because the majors are the thing <laughs> and the majors are going to be fucking awesome this year. I mean, we really are going to have of this? the live team because of all of it and yes. because of every Skinny every Phil? turn, every advance. Look, let's Skeletor go in and talk Phil? about this. A wonderful interview. The, the, the golf gods are generous, Nate Dog. They gave us this beautiful interview between Phil Mickelson. He gives an exclusive to our homeboy, Bob Herrig, Sports Illustrated. It came mm -hmm. out, I think, yesterday. Uh, many, many highlights. I encourage everybody to go find it and read it. It is a laugh a fucking minute. I could not have enjoyed it more. But here are some interesting takeaways. Homeboy thinks he can win another major. I'm not going to get in front of him and say that he, that he, that he can't. He, he uh, already set the bar for ability to compete at, you know, uh, age 49. He's 52 now. I, I don't have any reason to say that he can't go compete at, at, at this age. He lost a whole bunch of weight. The weight thing is still remains curious to me. You know, he, 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 because well, he went on this whole campaign about uh, getting in, in sort of touch with mind body. And he went on this coffee, coffee diet. Wellness. Yeah. And, and, the, and he sold a whole bunch of coffee or I, I don't know if he sold a whole bunch or not, but he tried to sell coffee <laughs> and he lost a bunch of weight. And then somehow it came back, I guess is the thing. Cause now he, the, the 2023 story is he lost the weight again. Well, how the fuck did the weight come back if you were on this wellness diet? I'll set that aside. I'll be generous about it. Listen, he had all this you, stuff going on in his yeah, life. It was complicated you blame last him year. for stress eating for 12 months. I mean, if you read all that shit about you, you'd eat a bunch of ho-hos too. Well, I mean, uh, I you eat ho-hos now. You, I, mean, I do eat ho-hos now. And and it, let's be, I mean, you re he read all that stuff. He said all that stuff. Like, I, you whatever. Could, you can say it and read it, and then other people That's wrote fine. stuff about you, you it. You can imagine it is a natural fine. reaction to the stress He's would ready. be putting on a few pounds. But, Nate Dog, here's the thing. Two things. One super hilarious to me, and one super interesting to me. Okay. Super hilarious is the notion that, and he reiterated it so many times, my team, my team. The, this, this, the team aspect of this is really <laughs> motivating me. We're all pumping each other up. We have our team text chain. <laughs> and, then he's, <laughs> and then it says high flyers and high is spelled H-Y. I, I was on the floor. The high flyers. This motherfucker. H-Y flyers. God damn, that shit is hilarious to me. You can't you fix the name. Just They still have plenty of time. They make their own rules. The high flyers, me and the other high flyers. I can't say who the other high flyers are because we have this big announcement coming up this week. 
it's so good i can't get enough of it the high flyers i swear uh, to god this do they have merch out there? can you buy team merch yet I'm, i might start wearing a high flyers i'm gonna a wear a high flyers hat to the for a team high flyers or commanders <laughs> i won't say that word that, <laughs> i can't believe you'll I say, say high that flyers. word you well, won't say flyers the c word hilarious <laughs> because it's it goes with commanders the, is hilarious you have the nitwits and the nutcrackers and and the 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 bully guards and all the rest of them i, I might have sack to get taps. a whole array of those the sack tabs you got them all but here is the interesting thing the true <laughs> takeaway the best aspect of that entire interview was his confident proclamation that there is going to be a world ranking system yes that supplants and replaces the OWGR. And yep. he he's like not beating around the bush. He's like, uh, congratulations. You guys had your chance. You fucked it up. There's going to be a new world ranking system. We're just going to, you can keep doing whatever you're doing, OWGR. Yeah. We, we're going to continue to, to, to we're going to have our own yeah, new system. Two nerds It'll be at a MIT worldwide are system. do it. Well, data golf has a system. Like yeah, there's plenty of models out there yeah, that's where true. you can look at, at, at like current, Golf rankings. Yeah. And see, and you know Are what? Are they right on this house? They make sense. Well, here, here's the thing, right? And I was complaining about it uh, facetiously. Like, it took John Rahm all the way up until this week to finally jump over that dastardly Patrick Cantlay. You yeah. know, it took another John Rahm top 10 for him to finally eclipse Cantlay. Max Homa on the official world golf rankings, I think, is barely inside the top 15, if you look at, at the, the, the data golf rankings, he's seventh, right? That makes sense. That makes, if you look at the current uh, uh, data golf rankings, it's McElroy, Rom, Finau, Scheffler, Xander, Cantlay, Homa, right? That makes sense. The, like, you don't like Homa at 13 right now? <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's why I said barely cracks the top is, 15. Is Homa better than top 10 Top Gun Tony? No, Top Gun Tony's third because Top Gun Tony won twice, you know, in, in the in the latter half of last year. No, but I mean in the uh, official World Golf Rankings. Oh, Top Gun Tony's way ahead of, of Homa it, in the it, OWGR. It, he's not. He's only one. Max what? is 13. Tony's 12. Tony's 12? He, does he deserve to be better than, higher than Tony? No. I mean, listen, he, here's, here are the guys ahead of him. Rom, Cam, Cantley, Xander, Morikawa, Sal Torres, uh, uh, Rory. Scotty Scheffler, Thomas Fitzpatrick, Hovland, Finau. I, I think Max it's is a good list. Max is better than Will Z right now. Max sure. is better than Victor Hovland right now. I agreed. No argument. You will tell me that he's better than Cantlay. I don't have any problem with Max at seven in the data golf rankings. I think that makes sense. I think that's where he belongs. Okay. Anything. That, that hues towards giving us the benefit of what we are experiencing in the moment. To me, it's not recency bias in golf. It's form. It's what the guys uh, who are yeah. performing, like a, yeah, a yeah, rolling yeah. No, two-year right. thing. That's right. But like, So, so, so anyway. look, th th this became a battle, not because we actually gave a shit about we didn't debate, hey, how is this the case pre-live? This became the battle because the OWGR was a vehicle that a lot of people wanted to use to block the live defectors from majors. And now that it is clear that live guys are getting into all the majors, uh, for now, 
it feels like the debate is, can we actually get a better metric, to your point, of who is actually in form and playing well? And it feels like with the PGA Tour having to recuse themselves from their position on the OWGR rankings, that maybe, you know, maybe this won't become the blocker that, you know, keeps, uh, uh, keeps Cam Smith out of, the, out of the Masters. Like the Masters, it's not in the Masters' interest for Cam Smith to not show up, right? It's so, not in, in any major's in any, interest. No. It's also not in the player's interest. He should right. be playing in the fucking players. Right. And so so there's going to have to be some world golf ranking metric that gets this right. Or or the Masters can just issue some, ex, you know, some exemptions into the tournament. Every one of the majors can. Yes. None of them are beholden to the OWGR. It's just the way right. it used to be done. Not because the world golf ranking, you know, the live events are worthy of golf ranking points or that it's that cool that he beat fucking Pat Perez, but because he's good at golf and that they're just going to have to go to more of a NCAA, you know, March Madness tournament selection committee thing and stop pretending that three nerds from MIT and a fucking Oracle database uh, can can do it better. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the system, the model that the data golf guys have, DJ is 14th. He mm. he's right there. Cam Smith is 16th. You know, he he's right there. But give it another season and let's see what happens. Because I don't understand. Neiman's 21st. I mean, yeah. you know. But really, the only real data that they've got is the good guys who were good before they left for live, how they play against each other, and then how they do in the majors. Otherwise, it's really hard to tell with a three day no cut event, isn't it? Yeah, 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 and that that's that will be reflected in the model. I mean, that's the point, right? It, any model that that does strength of field or field adjusted, you know, field strength adjusted, um, will necessarily. That's why Cam Smith is 16th. Cam Smith won in in Australia, but I mean, I I think he beat uh, a field that's not even as good as the best um, corn fairy field. Right. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply this episode is brought to you by hotels.com i was traveling internationally last year i was in mallorca i didn't know the island well i said let me head to the north head towards the water let me go on hotels.com and see what they have available something preferably on the beach maybe even a gym not only did i get those things there was A kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. 
It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Anyway, speaking of the best court fairy field, it's we have a tournament. AT and T Pebble Beach Week. <laughs> uh, this will be a real test for CBS and all of their uh, powers to, to I mean, muster an entertainment God. product. <laughs> Nate, here's the challenge. Thank God, Jim Nance lives on the on the course. Otherwise, yeah. I think he'd beg out of this. All kidding aside, though. Okay. There's nothing else on the sports calendar. They really own Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. So why can't it be an opportunity? Because nobody's playing. But he, look, this is the point, right? It, what do you want? You want to watch see, Bill Murray? No, under no circumstances. Glad hand the crowd again. No, under, I do not want to see. I, God, I, not, don't show it to me. How did he not make get? Me I thought he got canceled. <laughs> not not at this event and not with this demo this this, <laughs> this he's, demo he's uncancelable with this demo all in on senior grabby please give us something interesting some some fun stories some backstory some data surrounding yes. this some context let's just start off speaking of data and context okay. the lead in to this event is as noted by our homeboy beloved we'll be talking to him us uh, as, as sooner rather than later god bless is justin ray on pjtour.com makes the observation writes up a nice article that's on right now about how goddamn good jordan spieth has been yes. at this event and and you know there nobody has a better scoring average in the history of this event than jordan spieth we're all just very happy how, how many times what's your over under for number of times they show the jordan spieth cliffhanger shot i, I mean but let's be honest, they're going to show it 10 times. I ten. think that's the over-under. Your over-under is 10. Yes. Uh, like, I'll, really? I'll take I'll take the... Uh, can I take the under? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I, I went high oh. to try to tease you up, but I think over it's, the course... It's a great remember, you have Good golf, job by you. You have Golf Channel in the morning. Yeah. They'll show it. So they'll I show know, it at least twice true. a day. So you get I to know. eight. You get to eight pretty... That's the issue. And you then get to when eight, he's so, on the hole... Yeah. 10. I'll take the over. Fine. Let's count. Let's make sure we it's count. Hard. Maybe a listener can count with us. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Do you so, know that Matt Fitzpatrick is minus 110 to finish in the top 10? That's how weak <laughs> this field is. I, I, and it's fine, but th- this is a an event that produces outlier uh, results, outlier winners. We, yes. we know this from the history. Tom Hoagie, who, by the way, is a goddamn solid-ass golfer. And validated his win at Pebble in February last year by playing his ass off through the balance of the year and finishing top 10 
at at East Lake. Yeah, leading the, the tour, tour championship this year in shots gained approach. Yeah, Tom Hoagie, professional motherfucking real, golfer, real professional golfer, real professional golfer. But you know, you have Nick Taylor, you have Ted Potter, you have Vaughn Taylor. Something about the Taylors. You got to find somebody with Taylor in their last name. Taylor I have Swift. a Taylor. I do have a Taylor on my board. Taylor that we'll, Swift's we'll playing get this to. tournament? That's not the one. That's not the Taylor I'm talking about. Anyway. Oh, I have a Taylor, too. I think we have the same Taylor. I wonder if we have the same Taylor. We probably have the same Taylor. Um, so we don't need to spend any breath on Fitzpatrick or Spieth. But, 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 but we do have to on Spieth. Okay, go ahead. I, I mean, he's 131st in shots gained approach and 113th in shots gained tee to green since the U.S. Open. He has not been playing good golf but well, last five or six times he's missed a cut he's top 20 the next week yeah so yeah. i mean I, that's that's the conundrum with jordan I, I i don't know that you feel great about this one especially because he's coming off the weirdest schizophrenic bipolar experience in, in a long time in golf where he was first round leader and then missed the cut it depends on what kind of a speed truther you are. I mean, well, I I already know what kind of speed truth, speed truther you are, but <laughs> he, uh, if there ever was a get right, get happy, get healthy event for him, the fact that he took off um, Tory this week, I think, was kind of telling. That he 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 went to JT's wedding and then he just used <laughs> the following week to just you know I guess work off the hangover. I don't know. Uh, JT was guess. out there. JT was out there at the farmers. I mean JT, sort of. you know, was on. No, he he was on the leaderboard Thursday a little bit for a bit. You know, a couple minutes yeah. Thursday Friday we saw a little bit of JT. It wasn't great. Um, but if there's ever a, a place for Jordan Spieth to get himself right, to get his head right, you know, a place that he clearly loves and he clearly loves playing, we we need him to 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 grab something this week, and and hopefully it's not you know the side of the cliff, uh, this this time around, <laughs> um, because he he is a, a crucial part of the story coming in. You know, as I sit here and look at the realm of the possible, the way all the storylines coming together. We we need the, you know who's going to be incredible walking up a fairway and giving us a breakdown of what shot he tried to hit off the tee and then you know how, how he's approaching the thing. Jordan fucking Spieth is going to be Spieth. awesome at that. The best. He's going to be incredible at it, right? I mean, he gives it to us yes. on a regular basis with him and right. Michael anyway. So yep. we don't even need the thing in his ear. Just put just mic him up. Just ah. just just the, the the you know the laser mics. Exactly. Omnidirectionals. Well, I, I already have a play in that it features Jordan Spieth. Um, okay. It's, it's Jordan Spieth and everybody's, you know, favorite pick for the week, which is Maverick McNeely. Oh, why did you do this? If you put those two together in the top 20, Nate Dogg, it's, it's a two to one, two leg parlay. I mean, it's, it's plus 207. Jordan Spieth minus 135, Maverick McNeely minus 130. If both of the, those guys finish in the top 20, that's a two to one bet. Like, I don't know. It feels like do, free money to me. Do what, you what, what do believe- I know? I mean, are we overhyping the Mav McNeely situation? And for everybody, I no. mean, th- th- this is the son of a of a tech giant, so he sort of grew up on the course. He's uh, played extraordinarily well here. He was T seven in Hawaii, yeah, but he was he was T thirty one last 
last week, and but he sort of finished the weekend 71-74. It's not like he's coming in on a heater. I mean, he's 21st in shots gained total. So you'd go, okay, in a field that's super top-heavy where, you know, we've got whatever, like one of the ten, top 10 players in the world. We've got only seven of the top 50 in the world. Okay, if he's 21st, you know, you got to figure he's going to deliver. But he's second in putting. He's losing strokes tee to green. So it's a it's a tale of two cities when you break him down statistically. Outside of his putting, there's not a ton to be excited about right now other than he seems to be getting it done in the first part of the season in terms of results. I just don't love the momentum coming out of Tory with pretty mediocre weekend scoring. Yeah, to, to me, this event in particular and this venue, they're, they're, they're so unique. Um, that form matters a little bit less. And I think if you go through the roster of, of previous winners and, and you, you run down, you're not going to find guys that came in on absolute heaters and then just went out and validated. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. guys came in fine, but didn't come in incredibly hot. But what all of the previous winners have in common is a familiarity with Pebble in right. this event. Like right. playing this event and finishing, six hour you know, rounds, getting yourself a nice top 30 because mm-hmm. it's a marathon. The, the amateur aspect of it is crazy talk. They play the three different venues before you get to Pebble. Finally, uh, everybody together on on Sunday. And it's, it's so it's a, a one of one in that respect. And McNeely with two top fives in the past three years. It just mm. means that his brain gets that. Yeah. And okay. that to me is kind of enough. Okay. And look, I'm not asking us to, you know, a lot of folks are, are have him circled as as potential winner and and yeah. as a as a At twenty to one it's scary. It makes plenty of sense to me. I'm not arguing. All I want him to do is top twenty alongside my good buddy Jordan Spieth and, and collect a little two for one ticket uh for me. That's all. I just want you to know I sent the podfather to voicemail while we were doing this. Uh but he just texts me. He wants you to know he's in his sauna. He knows you oh, love a sauna. I, 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 you know what could use the sauna? My new hip, my new bionic hip. I could use the sauna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, sauna. I'm gonna, I'll be the first to to christen that sauna with a lot of different things. <laughs> I'll be the sure first in there with a the bionic hip, and then there'll be some other stuff. You could, you can tell him that. Anyway, uh, go ahead and throw some cold water on my, my on my little parlay here. I, I just it's it's just the Mav concern for me. That's it. Okay. And I, I think this has historically been a place where we've seen some guys who this this tournament should be really fun for you and me and for the birdie buddies who follow, because there really is an opportunity to grab those players. And I, I think that a player like I think your Taylor is probably Nick Taylor. And I'm going to let oh. you talk about Nick Taylor because it a guy wasn't. like. It wasn't. Holy crap. Well, we well, Nick, can talk about Nick Taylor already won. So go ahead. You you do his do his accolades. Well, sure. He won in 2020. He's got yeah. four top tens this season. He was T7 at Sony. I mean, he's plus 220 for a top 20. That feels pretty good. That's the kind of player who's hovering underneath the surface that if you just pay attention, these are actually fun golf tournaments, irrespective of what the fucking Aaron Rodgers does. <laughs> On the tee box to try to create more contrary. <laughs> Josh Allen, Josh Allen calling in sick to the Pro Bowl so that he can hit, he can hit drives with Nance on on the seventh hole. I love it. I'm not going to hold that against him. No, the Taylor that I liked 
is Taylor Moore. Talk Taylor about Moore. Taylor Moore. Well, how about momentum this? coming in from last week, right? Momentum coming in from last week, tied for eleventh at, at the Farmers. But uh, I should have put this in the form of a question. It would have been more fun because there's there's no uh, intrigue to it. Well, now. you can do it now. No, do it now. I think I know the answer. Guess who won the team event last year at this event? Guess guess who came in first in the pro am with his playing partner twelve months ago in this event? Tiger Woods. <laughs> Great answer. And it wasn't it wasn't Tiger and it wasn't Charlie. It was indeed Taylor Moore. So wow. he fits that thing that I like, you know, that I described as an attribute for, for McNeely. Plays right. this, knows it, knows the grind of what this thing is, is all about. The, the ball grind. striking for Taylor Moore at the farmer's insurance uh this most recent week is is wonderful. Um decent short game metrics, um, tied for 16th in this event last year. Why not okay. look a little bit at a guy like Taylor Moore? This is okay. the, the down the card stuff that we like, Nate. Dog. Uh, sure. I, you know, I could not believe that Harry Higgs is plus five hundred to top twenty. He mm. has shot sixty six, sixty two, sixty six in his last eight rounds. He was t eighteen at Amex. Uh, you know, he was t forty four at at uh, Farmers. But you know, a seventy two Friday, a seventy five Sunday. He shot some good rounds there. I think his game is rounding into form. I, I agree with this. We've been seeing him on, on some leaderboards. I would just like to know a little bit more, and I'm not going to put you on the spot, the investigation that I'll do, because we're this podcast will be up on February the 1st. I'll just want to know a little bit more about his experience uh, at, at Pebble. If you have it at your fingertips, let me hear it. Otherwise, I do. He's traditionally skipped it. So that it, it, okay. that, that along your... Uh, your criteria, meaning you got to get comfortable to play it well, would suggest you'd stay away from him. I just, he's been spiking up on these leaderboards. He he has a sort of renewed focus and energy. I know he's been working hard with his coach. You're seeing some of those low rounds. I mean, you don't shoot a 62 when your game's in shitty shape. So it just, it feels like Harry has been nipping at, at the edges. We've seen his name enough. And by the way, another guy who's like that for me is EVR, Eric Van Royen. Yeah, sure. Who, who who won a tournament, you know, not last season, but the season before, and then had kind of a tough year. But he's now plus 260 to top 20. He shot a final round 62 at Amex where he finished T6. So there's some momentum potentially coming in where maybe his game's back in shape. Speaking of the joggers that you don't like, EVR will wear those, but he would never, never wear the wine-colored joggers. If he wears them on a Sunday, he ain't winning. So uh, I... I'll live bet against his ass. By the way, do you know that I live bet Hideki uh, on Sunday when I when I was watching when? Uh, Sunday Saturday? I, I live bet him before um, or after he went on the heater, like right as it was happening. Uh, I got him at nine to one, and then he started. You know, then he was making putt after putt. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch a Hideki ticket!" He uh, and incredibly it, well last week. Yeah, yeah, the ball striking went. Uh, awry on the back. He still finished with a 69. It's still a nice Hideki performance. By the way, I will confess this. I did start looking at Masters odds and Hideki Look, is there 32 to shot one. Gains fourth in putting last week. Yeah, and again, yeah, like, yeah. but three of those rounds were on the South course on POA. Like, okay. Yep. Well, speaking of putting well on POA and going down the card a little bit, and then this guy's name showed up in a couple different different uh, uh, reviews and analyses. Matthew Neesmith. Mm-hmm. Um, Good putter on Poe, um, has 
two good performances at this event. You know, I don't mean to make that the governing attribute, the the most important uh, sort of aspect of my analysis, but I I do want to see it. He has a tied 11th, a tied for 16th. Um, He missed the cut at the Farmers, but I'm not going to hold that against him. He had three consecutive top 10s um, in October. So like Matthew Neesmith um, coming in here. Also looking at Ben Griffin. Uh, yes. And I couldn't find enough to satisfy me about, you know, his, he, I, I don't know what his experience in this event. I'm not sure that this, that he's played in it before, but he does have good outcomes at the Sony and at the Bermuda. And you're trying to come up with some correlations to, you know, uh, 7,000 yard uh, par 72 or, or less in terms of the yardage and then sort of coastal, uh, you know, golf course kind of experiences, good, good outcomes for Ben Griffin at the Sony and, and the Bermuda. Um, and you know, he's gaining strokes, uh, the, 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 for his eight shot link measured starts on tour, he's gained strokes on approach in seven of them. And we know that strokes on approach is a crucial stat. So as I go okay. down the, the, the board here, I want to ask you about a guy oh, we haven't seen him. Well, no, uh, Joel Damon. Well, why uh, can't yeah. I ask you about Joel oh, Damon? You can ask me about Joel. Yeah, I want to know about Joel Damon. This T6 at this event last year. Yeah, can I be honest? <laughs> yeah, this is why I'm asking. Yeah, let me be honest. I have no idea how Joel's going to play. Okay. I, I've texted with him a little bit. I, 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 but I'll tell you what I think. I think the transition to being a first-time parent yes. is extraordinarily difficult. Yeah. And I think the transition to being a first-time parent when the father and mother of said beautiful child uh, are used to living their life doing whatever the fuck they want. (laughs) Whenever the fuck they want to. It's probably extra difficult. Nate Dog, you you you're suggesting that Max Homa is a nerd because let's I mean Yes, yes, no, Max Homa is a nerd. Okay. Because Max and his wife, their baby was born barely a month ahead of Joel Dame's baby. Max Homa. Two months ba- two months ahead. Max Homa is the kind of guy who you open the mirror in your bathroom and you take out the toothpaste from the shelf and then you close the mirror and he's standing behind you. And that's the <laughs> last that, thing that you see. That's because he's the Zodiac killer. Right. Joel Damon's the kind of guy where you open that mirror, you take out the toothpaste, you close that mirror, and Joel's standing there with like three truly hard seltzers oh, asking... I- I'm glad that I'm glad that ended with seltzer because I thought when you started off with truly hard, I was worried about where that was going. Well, that could also be the case in Joel's situation. So what I'm saying is, if there's a guy who I'm betting on to have a little bit of a of a slower, uh, you know, a transition up the learning curve of parenthood, it might be Joel Damon. Is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I'm not sure. That now, hopefully, he goes out and absolutely smokes it, and you know, it just is further evidence that he's been completely neglecting his newborn. But I, I, I which is which is within the realm of possibility. Yeah, let's not let's not I, cross that no, out. No, I I just think just like last week, we sort of stayed away from Rom, foolishly so potentially, but we stayed away from Rom to win the tournament because winning three times in a row, you know, there's got to be some fatigue that builds up through the course of that. For for Joel Damon, there has definitely got to be some fatigue that builds up through the major life transition from I do whatever the fuck I want to somebody else owns my schedule twenty four seven. 
Okay, that's fine. Only other name I'm going to mention is Seamus Power. Um, yes. Top 10 here, you know, uh, kind of had the tournament in his own back pocket. Yes. Uh, I mean, Tom Hoagie did uh, birdie every hole uh, on the back nine virtually last year, so you don't blame him. But, you know, yeah. uh, has a pebble top 10, and his fall was incandescent, including the winner, Bermuda, if you want to draw that correlation, um, you know, and, and all the top fives that he had. So shout out. Seamus Power, if you're trying to build a little card, they're not going to get any value on him. But if you want to look at as as things develop, he if he shows up on a leaderboard in a live betting capacity, wouldn't hate it. Uh, you know, he he's he's uh, shown a resilience for this sure. past fall. You have any other names for me? I mean, there's a name that's sitting at plus four hundred to top twenty that is not to be said in the context of this part of the podcast. Okay. Uh, an individual who, uh, you know, basically the only known fact about him uh, is, is that he got engaged on the 18th green yeah. at Pebble Beach. Sure, we know we, that's we've known that that's a data point. Look, just go Google that, right? Anybody who wants to know who we're talking about, just Google that. Plus 400 for a top 20 is is interesting. Okay, all right, I'm happy to hear it. That makes. That makes me happy. Well, this it's whole not a podcast, bet I personally would make, but I, I just got it. I just noted it. I just noted I know. it. We, oh, that's what we do for the birdie buddies, for the par saving pals, for the eagle enthusiasts. Which we're just trying to give out some notes. Nate Dog, we are off and firing on all cylinders. The tour, all of the tours, it's really coming together. Knock on wood that we keep up the string of of fascinating developments in going to Phoenix next week, baby. two weeks time. Holy cow. You're going to be in Phoenix. The whole world is descending upon Phoenix. The stories out of Phoenix are going to be outrageous. Uh, in my backyard want... and rib. We got great golf weeks ahead. Yeah. We, 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 we were really going to go. You got to rest stone, up so we can stone actually cold heater. Uh, and I'll be ready for Augusta at an absolute minimum during my recovery few shout outs. I want to first shout out a uh, homeboy of mine. My boy, Miggy Miguel Rodriguez rang that bell today, finished off his chemo, has got the clear scans. Look, man, you're never 100 uh, percent positive that you put cancer in your rear view mirror. But fuck you, cancer. It, it, it ain't in the part of the picture right now. So shout out to my my boy, Miggy. Uh, and a shout out to our, our beloved uh, producers, Isaiah Blakely, Eduardo Ocampo, who's going to be with us. The next handful of weeks. Shout out to all you birdie buddies, eagle enthusiasts, par saving pals on the East Coast. We have all these days coming up in the 50s in February. We are stealing winter out here. Hope you're able to get out and get a little winter round in. Look, play from whatever tees you, you want to play from. You can't record these scores. Go enjoy yourself. That is my admonition. If you're going to do it, though, throw a peg in the ground and please, let's hit them straight out there.